Hello everyone, Celeste your host here. Today's podcast title is about grief, a shattered heart. I will be talking about the loss or losses in your life and the recognition of the pain that one suffers. This is not just an average podcast today, but a very deep thinking matter which all of us encounter or have encountered in our lives and are still having to face the emotional or devastational consequences. But you are not alone out there. There are many of us who have to go through these emotional, spiritual and physical pains and are seeking comfort with those who understand the deep pains and sufferings that we are experiencing. This is why I have dedicated this very special podcast to all of you to comfort you in those hours of grief. No one ever told me that grief felt so like fear. You care so much you feel as though you will bleed to death with the pain of it. Only people who are capable of loving strongly can also suffer great sorrow. But the same necessity of loving serves to counteract their grief and heals them. Let us begin with a short description about loss and what it means in context. When we undergo grief, we are confronting a natural emotional response. To the loss of someone close, such as a family member, friend, partner, animal or a job. Grief can also occur after a serious illness, a divorce or other significant losses. Grief often involves intense sadness and sometimes feelings of shock, numbness or even denial and anger. There are proven cases when a long-term partner has died that the other dies soon afterwards from a broken heart. This phenomenon is also taking place in the animal kingdom. Some of you might have heard about a canary partner who mourns her or his mate 
and suddenly dies a few days later. Although losing someone close is a highly personal life event, most of us tend to share the same range of emotions and reactions. Realizing that these feelings are normal can help you get through such a difficult time. Of course, every one of us is different. And so the way we cope with grief will differ greatly. The important thing to remember is that the feeling won't last forever. Over time, you will come to understand these feelings and know what you need to do to manage them. I will discuss the stages of grief and then go into them in more detail later on in my podcast. But it is important to know what is happening to you on the spiritual, mental and physical levels in order to cope with your emotions, which can sometimes get in the way of rational thinking, if you are alone and have nobody as a support team. What are these stages of grief? Your feelings may happen in phases. As you come to terms with your loss, you can't control the process, but it's helpful to know the reasons behind your feelings. All people experience grief differently. Though, it is no longer considered the ideal way to think about grief. You may have heard of the stages of grief. I will discuss five of them briefly. The phase of denial. When you first learn of a loss, it's normal to think, this isn't happening to me, I can't believe it. You may feel shocked or numb. This is a temporary way to deal with the rush of overwhelming emotion. It's a defense mechanism. It's take number two, anger. As reality sets in, you are faced with the pain of your loss. You may feel frustrated and very helpless. These feelings later turn into anger. You might direct it towards other people, a higher power or blame God. Anybody out there who's looking up, down, down, up. You know, these feelings later turn even worse if you are not able to manage them. To be angry with a loved one who died and left you alone is natural as well. If we take number three, bargaining. You know, during the stage you dwell on what you could have done to prevent the loss. Common thoughts are, if only, and what if. You may also try to strike a deal with a higher power. 
Depression number four. This is a sadness, a very deep sadness, which sets in as you begin to understand the loss and it affects you in all aspects of your life. Signs of depression will include crying, sleep disturbances, and a decreased appetite. You may feel overwhelmed, regretful, and so lonely out there. Number five, the acceptance stage. In this final stage of grief, you accept the reality of your loss. It can't be changed, although you still feel sad. You are able to start moving forward with your life. Now I would like to go into these stages in more detail. The mental reactions associated with losing a loved one. According to mental health experts, it is essential to take care of your mental and physical health after losing your loved one. This grief can affect you mentally, emotionally and physically. And it can also affect your relationships with others. If the passing of someone close was unexpected, you may feel like you should be able to carry on as normal, but you can't. When you are bereaved, it is difficult to cope with your day-to-day -day life when you feel like it is falling apart. Just remember that grief is a process that everyone goes through. It can make you feel a number of different emotions. These emotions aren't very wrong. They are a normal process of bereavement. Now we come to this part called increased adrenaline. This is one of the flight responses in case your body has a crisis, like the death of your loved one through a bad surgery. An increase in adrenaline hormone causes your heartbeat to accelerate. These reactions can be uncomfortable and disturbing to the person who has lost someone very close and this can be very frightening like you're losing yourself completely and don't know who to turn to emotional numbness according to funeral experts people who lose their loved ones do not appear to be emotionally affected at first. This is because they are detached from their lives and continue living in a dreamlike state. This feeling comes from the shock they experience after losing a loved one. The duration taken in this numb phase depends on an individual. Trying to assimilate the reality of losing your partner at once is very painful indeed. Depression and emptiness. These feelings tend to strike when you come to terms with the death 
Although this can be the toughest time, it is also when a lot of healing takes place. After this, people tend to feel better and are able to plan ahead. Sadness is a common response to bereavement. But if this persists, it can progress into depression. If it feels like your sad feelings aren't going away, it would be better to contact your house doctor for further advice. Fear. Your world has been turned upside down. So fear and anxiety are perfectly natural feelings to experience. You are after all only human. You may feel like you don't have any control over your life anymore. But as time goes on, you will get used to coping, which in turn will make you feel more confident. If your fearful thoughts and anxiety are persisting, talking to someone can help. If you're struggling to talk to your loved ones or feel you have no one to speak to, you may benefit from speaking to a professional. Anger. Most people only associate sadness with death without talking about anger which is also connected to the loss of a loved one. You may become angry because your loved one lived a careless life despite you offering guidance and the support he required in his lifetime. But all these feelings are natural and normal. You may feel angry at the thought of your loss or the lack of understanding from other people you could even be angry at yourself because you didn't have time to say the things you really felt. Or you may feel angry at the person because they have left you completely on your own. The one thing you shouldn't do is bottle them up. Counseling can offer private space to explore the anger you're feeling with the aim of resolving it. It really always helps to talk to someone you can trust about how you're feeling. Blaming people and others. Yeah, and blaming yourself. Let's take a look at the section on blame. In the final stage of grieving, you may feel blame towards the parties that caused the loss of life. In truth, you may have legitimate reasons for these feelings. If a loved one, the victim of medical malpractice which resulted in death, you may be entitled to some compensation for the negligent actions of the medical staff or facility. But nothing can bring your loved one back. And justice can only be served in the courtroom. How long does this mourning differ from everyone and with everyone? Yes, 
The duration of mourning can take place over months, even years. There is no normal amount of time to grieve. Your grieving process depends on a number of things, like your personality, age, beliefs and support network. The type of loss is also a factor. For example, chances are you will grieve longer and harder over the sudden death of a loved one than, say, the end of a romantic relationship. With time, the sadness eases. You will be able to feel happiness and joy along with grief. You will be able to return to your daily life. But this will take place in its own time. The mental scars are still very strong. It is important to be present or near someone who just needs to know that you are there for them. The worst we can do is try to give well-meaning tips or advice or say, everything will be fine or shake out of it. This is only a normal way of life. Life goes on. That is not only detrimental and not helpful, but it could increase the suffering and immense pain of someone who has just lost a beloved person and someone who is trying to come to terms with a new situation in life. Please be kind sympathetic, understanding. Sometimes what works wonders is to make the bereaved person his or her favorite cup of tea or accompany them on nature walks without much conversation. In silence is also the strength. Just being there for them sometimes helps miraculously to ease their suffering and helping them silently like a guardian angel. In some cases grief doesn't get better. You may not be able to accept the loss. Doctors call this complicated grief. Long-term complications can take place if you have trouble keeping to your normal routine, like going to work and cleaning the house or just mixing amongst people. The fact is when you are in deep emotional pain, it can be tempting to try to numb your feelings with drugs, alcohol, food or even work. But be cautious. These are temporary escapes that won't make you heal faster or feel better in the long run. In fact, they can lead to addiction, depression, anxiety, disturbed sleeping patterns or even an emotional breakdown or suicide. Finally, as we come to the end of our podcast, If you feel that your feelings of depression and thoughts that life isn't worth living, blaming yourself or even harming yourself or loved ones around you 
still persist, then it is seriously time to reconsider your life and go into therapy. Give yourself time. Accept your feelings and know that grieving is a process. Talk to others. Spend time with friends and family. Don't isolate yourself. Take care of yourself, exercise regularly, eat well and get enough sleep to stay healthy and energized. Return back to your old hobbies, get back to the activities that bring you joy. Perhaps even join a support group, speak with others who are also grieving. It can help you feel more connected. I am going to end my podcast with one of my favorite quotes by the authors, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross and David Kessler from their book on grief and grieving. The reality is that you will grieve forever. You will not get over the loss of a loved one. You will learn to live with it. You will heal and you will rebuild yourself around the loss you have suffered. You will be whole again, but you will never be the same. Nor should you be the same, nor would you want to. I thank you all for listening to this very special podcast and bless you all, your host Celeste.